Welcome to SPR, Scholastic Public Radio, a series of podcasts specifically designed to build your product knowledge and enhance your selling strategies. Today, we are beginning a series on consultative sales strategies and virtual selling skills. Our topic today is responding to customers' shifting needs through questioning strategies and creating value. These, of course, provide an essential starting point in any successful customer relationship. I'm Rebecca Danilchak, Director of Learning Design and Professional Learning, and joining me today is Tommy Brown, Account Executive for Western Florida, and TJ Mears, Account Executive for Oklahoma and Arkansas. Welcome, Tommy and TJ. Thanks a lot, Rebecca. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, me too. So, same thing. I appreciate the opportunity to share with everyone. Great. Well, um, we asked you both to join us today to start this conversation and share some of the things you've learned in your extensive careers as sales professionals. As we've talked over the last few weeks, um, you indicated that responding to customer shifting needs during the pandemic has caused you to think about how you're creating value for them and what questioning strategies are most effective for moving your conversations forward and those you know, that are resulting in stronger relationships for you with your customers and also closing of sales. So before we dive into those topics, though, I do want to ask you about the strategies you're using to secure meetings. I know that can be tough right now. So what has been successful for you, especially now when you really can't do any work in person? Sure, Rebecca. You know, up to this point, we've all had to adjust our selling style and approach. And of course, that includes myself. Um, you know, I've had some success in securing virtual appointments and meetings by first creating a district-by-district district targeted contact list. Um, these, these lists for specific district obviously include my, you know, quote, usual contacts. Um, but I also started to include higher-level decision makers that I don't necessarily have close relationships with, um, you know, through my selling and partnership with them up to this point. So I started by sharing with scaring what Scholastic has been offering as far as for free uh, as the pandemic started. But slowly and consistently, I kept sending district specific email blasts that included Scholastic resources focused on digital print blended approaches to literacy. These district specific emails mentioned district initiatives and examples of resources being implemented or considered throughout the state. Districts like to know what other districts are doing. So these emails create an opening for a deeper dialogue on specific districts, needs, and scholastic opportunities with partnership with those districts. Yeah, and to, I agree with Tommy. I've tried many of those similar things. I know that in our dialogue today, I think people will begin to see that we do a lot similar, but also there's a, there's a specific personal approach by each of us that I think is valuable for each territory. So like, like Tommy, I've tried many of those things. I think my primary focus has always been to truly try to think about the specific needs of that client that I'm reaching out to based on the state and or the district mandates. What I found early is that everything was happening so fast and everyone was looking for help, but folks were trying to separate vendors from partners. So with that in mind, there were a couple of strategies that I used to separate myself and to build those partnerships. The first specific strategy that I use, I'll call just-in-time support. In this just-in-time support outreach, I really worked to reach out to each district, and like Tommy, some current and some that I've never worked with, to offer our free learn-at-home resources. And I really tried to emphasize that this free learn-at-home resource was truly free. 
and it was had no strings attached. And what I think this really did for, for partners is it showed that we, like they are, committed to student learning. I found that this really strengthened my relationship with current partners and equally opened doors with ones that I did not have relationships with. I then, like Tommy, followed up quickly to check in and then to offer them support as they, as they launched their remote learning at home for students. I found that the second part of this outreach was probably the most beneficial and provided me the opportunity to, to have districts bring their needs to me uh, by sharing their strengths and obviously the things that they found to be a challenge. This, this outreach primarily was the main reason I was, able, I was able to secure over a million dollars in POs for the month of April. The second strategy that I would kind of categorize by just timely outreach. And this timely outreach is, has really been focused around things that I know schools and districts are grappling with. It provided me the opportunity to be just in time for them knowing what was going on in their lives based on uh, the trends in the regions. So the first um, timely outreach that I would share with you all is a, really about reaching out to current, our current digital user, users who own Scholastic Digital Products, offering them support on how to make use of this resource from home for students. The second timely outreach that I, I used was an offering to support students who lack digital learning uh, by, by offering and, and obviously discussing with them our print resources. The third one, which has been primarily the last couple of weeks, has been focused on enhancing their summer learning. For my regions, summer learning cannot be face-to-face. -face. It's all remote. So it's been really timely for both states to really talk about what their goals are and how they're going to accomplish those summer learning opportunities for all students. And then the one that I've been working on in the past week, it's been really very powerful, is talking with our partners and friends about preparing for back to school and how to make use of blended learning experiences in the 2020-2021 school year. That's really helpful um, because of course, we can't ask questions until we secure the meeting, right? So let's get started um, with questioning because if we do that well, it will help us create value. So Tommy, tell us a little bit about what questions, questioning strategies you are using. Sure, Rebecca. Um, you know, I found that, you know, in this current environment where things are constantly changing and evolving, you know, almost on a daily basis um, as the school year is ending and, and folks are, you know, adapting to the, you know, the reality of COVID. Um, I've become more comfortable in asking what I feel like are, are harder or tougher questions um, for our partners. You know, I, I find myself asking, you know, how are you ensuring all students have access to high quality instruction? How are you addressing the inequity issues innate to a remote learning? You know, how are you measuring success? Before remote learning, the cancellation of the rest of the school year, you know, I found those questions might have been a little uncomfortable or in some ways, you know, I might be judging some of my partners. Um, but now everyone is struggling and adapting and everyone has questions, you know, how to, what to do and how to do a, the best for students. Um, I recently asked two of my large districts, you know, what is your specific plan to ensure all of your summer school students have access to the same exact resources for summer learning? And what impact will the lack of student access, whether digitally, a device, consistent Internet, would have on their summer learning? You know, typically these districts have created their own pathway for summer learning around face around the face to face model. But because of the current circumstances, they've had to think of different resources to ensure equity. And they were very responsive to my questions. I could not agree more with Tommy's approach. I do know that these deeper questions and discussions are super helpful 
especially to building stronger partnerships with all current and new customers. With my existing customers, I can truly be consultative and ask questions that demonstrate my depth of concern and understanding for the issues they are facing. And also with the new customers, new partners, especially with ones I just started relationships with. And these questioning strategies really allow me to, to demonstrate my focus on supporting them, not only in this current time, but in the months and the years to come. So TJ, you shared with me once that one of your rules for selling is to always bring people into the conversation. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what you meant by that? Sure. Um, I do believe that we all um, know that, that you know, fo- folks have to be involved in a conversation. And for me, I really just mean that it should never be me doing all of the talking, whether it's on a phone call or in a meeting. You know, I find both professionally and personally that people most value the opportunity to talk about themselves and most importantly, their individual needs. And that I should never assume that I know what they're, they're needing by just sending stuff and hoping it sticks without taking the time to know their pain points. You know, it really has to be a two-way street for a relationship to develop and to, and to then thrive. So I always try to ask my partner to do something or to share something so that we can have a true uh, equal dialogue in, in a conversation. I do this mostly through thoughtful, thoughtfully selecting the questions that I'm asking and making sure that these questions are aligned to the trends in the region and always brings them back to what I know is our solutions to support their needs. A couple of examples that I would share with you guys. The first one is asking questions around what is working well for them and their students, parents, and teachers in the current remote learning uh, environment. And then taking some time to really understand and ask about their challenges that they're seeing in the day-to-day learning for students. The second type of question is around, um, specifically in Oklahoma, how they're working to meet the needs of their RSA students in the absence of a face-to-face summer learning experience. And then really kind of combing out what their concerns are for the summer learning for those specific students. And the one that I've been working on mostly now is really around uh, asking uh, district questions on their planning, where they are in planning for returning back to school, asking them what their biggest challenges are in getting back to what what we will have as a normal learning experience. And then specifically asking them about what they've done to give thought to strengthen the blended learning experiences in the coming school year based on what they've learned in this remote learning time. Well, you you both have some great open-ended questions that seem to get to the core of the challenges that people are really trying to solve right now. And they're specific enough to demonstrate your understanding of their circumstances, but I think they're still open enough to just let them explain their true needs. Yeah, when we look at this, you know, it's another big takeaway for me um, that I've had during this time. You know, I don't have the same amount of time with my customers that I did. We could talk in person, set up meetings, you know, go to lunch. Um, and it's certainly not as regular as, as it has been. So I want to be sure I respect the time we have and make it productive. As a result, I've been more targeted and thoughtful with my questions. I've also had more time to do deeper research on what is actually going on in each school and district. So I'm able to demonstrate um, through my questions that I've really done my homework and we can move beyond the surface questions. Um, this happened last month where I uncovered a su- where a superintendent of a school district was worried about students having equitable access to summer resources for elementary school students. The district was quoted in the paper as admitting up to 10 percent 
of their students may not have consistent or reliable access to devices or internet. So I then asked them to consider possibly sending home the same resources to every, every single uh, elementary school student and learned that they had not considered this because it was, they were worried about the overall cost of such a project. I was able to provide them digital samples of Summer, Summer Express workbooks and provided a pricing model that was feasible for a large district such as this. And as this, in, in result of this, um, we got a $250,000 sale for about 45000 of the Summer Express workbooks in grades K to 4. You know, I've always tried to do research and preparation, but now I'm able to dig a little bit deeper in a way that I, I wasn't able to do before. Yeah, I think a lot of people are seeing that silver lining and working remotely, right? I mean, it it gives you that time to read and research so you're even more prepared for every conversation. So, TJ, you and I have talked a lot about creating value in every interaction you have with your customers. So what does that look like for you in this virtual selling environment? Yeah, I think... I think value, bringing value, creating value is and should be the number one guiding principle for all sales folks. And obviously for myself, it is my number one rule. And that's to always bring value to every conversation. I like to think it's really about the, not about the quantity of outreach, but about the quality. And I really work hard to try to uh, provide expertise on a topic to folks or ask a reflective question that generates dialogue or providing resources um, based on the trends, um, on the trends for learning at the, at the time. Um, and I do, I would reiterate, I do believe at my core that the research Tommy is talking about is even more key in all of these things that mentioned above. So I've made sure, like Tommy, I've made sure in all my outreach to target specific customers and the roles that they have within the school district I really just don't ever do generic emails with a large number of email contacts on them. I really try to focus on specific people and districts and the, the pain points that they're having with their students. And I think about the responsibilities that that person has for the students they serve. Recently, I saw this impact with an, with an e email outreach campaign that I did uh, where I knew that the state had released uh, a new amount of funding to the customers to be used immediately and had to be consumed quickly for, during the learn at home experience. I also knew that, that these, these decision makers were being inundated because like us, everyone knew that they had the money. So there was a ton of, of outreach and communication. And I knew that the outreach had to be so specific and um, re read with my voice to get them to respond. Through this outreach, I was able to have folks return emails and phone calls and provided me with the opportunity to really walk through the benefits of our grab and go uh, packages and how that would align and address their needs specifically for each customer. Yeah, I think that personalization component is so important. Um, so Tommy, um, as we wrap up here, can you share a little bit about how you've been able to successfully create value for your customers and maybe how what you're doing or saying now may have changed from what you were doing before we were selling remotely? Absolutely. And, and, you know, TJ makes some great points in regards to making sure that you know, everything's personalized. And one of the things that I've found that, you know, the personalization of that also is what our customers and what our partners are comfortable with, whether it be, are they comfortable emails? Are they comfortable just with straight phone calls? Do they like Zoom meetings? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've found that the Zoom meetings have actually, because 
all my districts are using Zooms to, you know, to do instruction, that the personable approach with that has, has certainly worked, um, albeit a little uncomfortable for me to be, you know, on a video, but some, <laughs> it has certainly been uh, powerful. Um, but, you know, in partnering with them throughout those meetings, you know, we've tried to explore not only looking at different options of literacy delivery um, during these unprecedented, unprecedented times, but also assist in narrowing down their vision of what actually can be done and implemented. In other words, I'm trying to use my expertise as, as an educator, former administrator, to be consultative. You know, I work with them to develop solutions that include scholastic products, resources, and services, but also just help them solve challenges by sharing knowledge, tools, contacts, what other districts are doing, other examples around the nation of what folks are doing. Um, and of course, as, as always, the Scholastic brand provides our partners a sense of trust and reliability when it comes to literacy and their students. It's been rewarding for me to explore and continue my partnerships with my uh, customers in various ways to ensure equitable support for all their students. Well, clearly you both have gained the trust of your school and district partners um, since you've been invited into these conversations. And I know you've worked really hard to do that. So thank you so much to both of you, TJ and Tommy, for kicking us off with your expertise around questioning and creating value and for sharing lessons learned from selling virtually. Um, you know, you've provided such helpful information that I know is going to guide, help guide conversations with our school and district partners and help us all to build stronger relationships and those comprehensive solutions that they're looking for. So thank you guys both. And thank you, account executives, for tuning in to today's episode. <laughs>